Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have a CBA update, a couple of manager hirings, and Baseball Santa right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family, and a Merry Christmas to you. I am Brad, and again this week I am joined by our guy Jewel, uh, wearing, is that a wreath with peace and joy? It is. Peace and joy, Baseball Family. Peace and joy, and happy holidays to you all. Very good. We love it. All right. This week we have we have some stuff to get into. I'm surprised. Like I was expecting to just go straight into baseball Santa this week, Jewel. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was too until yesterday when we finally got <laughs> something to talk about. Today. I know it's like there's just like a, a news dump. It's like oh here's some stuff for you guys. There we go. So we have some stuff to talk about. We have a small and brief CBA update that might actually um, go into a little bit further conversation. But here we go. The MLB and MLBPA both came out and said that they will not be discussing economics until January. Now, hearing that to me is uh, it's pretty upsetting. It's just like, are you serious right now? But Jewel and I were actually talking before we came on about some of the other topics. Like there is, there are plenty of other things for them to talk about. I hadn't thought about this until then. I mean, there are things like like PEDs, drug testing. Um, what are what are some other ones, Jules? Jewel, there's um, there's gonna be like the PED policies, the drug policy, domestic violence policies. Uh huh. There's um. I'm sure know, there's gonna be. I'm sure there's gonna be a, a science deal, talk, illegal science stealing policy. Yeah, there's <laughs> that doesn't just sign stealings. There's um, you know, on top of that, there's like, I just had it. Um, but I mean, there's I there's plenty think. there, right? So yeah, I feel domestic like, violence. There. Yeah, so basically, personal about, conduct like, policy. Scheduling. Mm-hmm. Scheduling okay. for like yeah. double headers and COVID and playoffs. They could talk playoffs. a lot about the playoffs because that's a hot yeah. topic. DH. Plenty of plenty yep. to talk about. All, all of these are non-economic issues. Right. So there's plenty of just there are plenty of discussions to be had before they go into anything economic in january um uh, but my i mean my first thought was like obviously that i was upset about this i was like are they not doing anything you know because obviously the economics are the the hot button topics the big things that we've been talking about but on the other hand though um i kind of had a thought about it this might have been yesterday two days ago where it was like you know that could be fine because these two the two sides could really be hammering out their proposals you know saying this is our a proposal if everything went perfectly this is what we would have this is our B proposal. This is where we're willing to compromise. If we really have to go deep into compromise, we can go C, D, or even E yep. proposals to yep. make negotiations go a whole lot faster because these, and I, also I know the owners don't want to, I'm sure the owners don't want to miss out on spring training money just because it's there. The players don't want to miss out on spring training because it leads to injury. And then they're missing game checks, right? <laughs> they're miss, If yeah. they're not playing, they're not getting paid their full amount. They're not able to hit their incentives and things like that. So the players want to play as soon as possible. The owners want to get the players back out on the field as soon as possible so, you can, so they can start to make money. But that being said, yeah. there are plenty of other things, like we said, to hash out before they get to economics. Yeah, and if they're able to hash out all this non-economic stuff, between now and some point in January, so let's say a month from now, you know, a month from last Thursday, the 16th, and January 16th, if they're able to hash out all the core non-economic stuff, because I guess that Manfred and the MLBPA lead negotiator, Bruce Meyer, have been negotiating and express a willingness to negotiate around non-core economic stuff. Um, This is according to uh, Drellich, 
neither side has initiated any talks about economics, but they are talking about all these non-core economic stuff, which helps kind of see kind of what both sides are going to offer. You know, who's mm-hmm. going to be more willing at what, who's going to take more, who's going to need more, kind of helps them figure out their negotiation strategy. So then, like you just said, they can go from A to B to C to D to E and so on because mm-hmm. they can know what to expect so far in these early negotiations. So I think it's yeah. – really really good thing to get these non-economic things done because then those things are done they've agreed on them the terms are you know said okay this is done this is done this is done this is done check 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 Mm -hmm. let's save the biggest most contentious issue for last that way we can give it a hundred percent focus and if it comes down to a crunch we're not trying to check all these other boxes this is our one box to check so i think it's a great great thing and a big step in the right direction. Well, I think it's a, it'd be a good thing too to like have have an agreement on those other items, kind of the secondary tertiary items that aren't economic because then then they can't get to the economic stuff in January and be like, "Well, now hold on, if we give you this, let's take away this." Like, "No, no, no, we have this already agreed upon. Yeah, exactly. These are done, they're taken care of, so they can't use them as bargaining chips later on in the negotiations." That, that stuff they can get it set and then deal with the elephant in the room. And I'm hoping that that helps to speed things up that we do have baseball in February, March, you know, rather than waiting until February, March of 2023, like we were worried about. Yeah, no, I hope so. And I think it's a good step. I think they definitely get a deal done before spring training games. It Um, feels like it now. Yeah. It feels like they, they have a kind of a roadmap on what they're expecting and how they're going to negotiate, you know, and they have a time frame. Like they have, like, they might not publicly announce the date, like we're going to start talks on this date, but we know that they're going to be talking it in January which is a month before pitchers and catchers. So it's like they have a two-month time frame. Like they're giving non-economic a month, then they're going to give economics a month, and mm-hmm. then boom, right before pitchers or catchers, everyone will sign on the dotted line and be happy, and then pitchers or catchers will be at camp, and we'll all be happy fans. Exactly, and it literally takes 24 hours from the time that everything is signed for everybody to get to where they need to be. We've seen it with the NBA. We've seen it with the NFL in the last decade. That yep, these things, once, once the ball there's gets rolling, it doesn't stop. Exactly. Plenty of no, PJs to go plenty around. Plenty of private jets. And I'm sure that they'll already have spring training facilities locked and loaded with, with gloves and bats and balls and equipment. And I'm pretty sure those will be loaded up come like February 1st. Like they'll be. They'll Honestly, be on, I feel like. Most a lot of guys live near their spring training facilities anyway because they're in desirable places. You know, like I know that Kyle Seeger, his family lives in the Phoenix area, you know, and um, I think Trevor Bauer has a house around here too where he is, you know, he might be in LA and then like as things start to get close, he hops on a plane and comes out to I think he's in Pleasant Valley, you know, and then he's like, I can get to the spring training facility tomorrow, no problem. You know, hop in the McLaren and I'm there. But anyway, all right. Enough of the CBA. I feel like we're heading in a positive direction with that. Let's talk about some other news that came out this week. The Tigers offered Carlos Correa 10 years, $275 million. For those of you who would like the math, that's a $27.5 million annual average value. He turned it down. My question for you, Joel, first, before we get too deep into this. Are you surprised he turned that down? No, actually, because who is the manager in Detroit? AJ Hinch. And who probably wants to distance himself from everything Astros, sign stealing, as far as possible? Yeah. Carlos Correa. He wants to distance everything from his name, from Astros, AJ Hinch, Carlos Belcher, everyone, everyone involved in that he wants to distance himself. He is looking for a 100% clean, fresh start. So I am not mm-hmm. surprised at all that he turned this down. Also, they yeah, had an offer out to Baez, and they signed Baez, which I think is a really, really good fit for them, honestly. I agree. And you know what? It's funny because I hadn't even thought about that side of it, about the AJ Hinch aspect. My thought was, of course not. He's wanting at least $30 million a year. He's wanting at least $300 million over 10 years. And if not, looking for 350 or more for 12 to 13 years. 
because he's young enough that he could get a 13-year deal, and it would kind of make sense, especially with a universal DH, that he could go anywhere in the league, and he can still have a career when he's 37, 38, 39 years old, and he's lost a step or two at shortstop. Maybe he's moved to third base and is a part-time DH. Yeah, no, I think so, and I think that, honestly, he's waiting to see. I think he's really true to it, that he's waiting to see how the CBA unfolds once the lockout mm-hmm. ends, kind of how the spending, because you know that teams are, there's more than likely going to be some kind of salary floor and salary cap. Yeah. More than likely a salary floor. I think that's the direction that we both know that MLB's heading with the luxury tax still in place. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's honestly waiting to feel it out because I think he would want to take a big old bag of money from New York, but maybe New York can't offer that kind of money because they re-signed Aaron Judge. Yeah, it's true. You know, they take care of, you know, who do they value more? Aaron Judge, fan favorite, get fans in the seats? Or do they go after Carlos Correa when they still have some other in-house options they can use? You know, so I think, you know, I think New York's still a good fit, but I still am sold on the Brewers or the Phillies, honestly. Mm. Very interesting choices. Um, We're going to get into a teaser. We're going to get into him a little bit later. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, and then we had some news come out about the Giants. Apparently the Giants say they don't want to pay nine figures for free agents. I'm calling all kinds of cap on this. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of cap. There's there's okay. no way whatsoever that the Giants will not pay for nine figures. They paid Buster Posey nine figures. They paid Brandon Belt almost 20 mil on the qualifying offer. They paid... They've, they've made these kind of investments before. Granted, they haven't always worked out. Johnny Cueto wasn't a huge success. He's good so, enough, though. He was good enough. Yeah, at times. You know, but they have the money. They have the fan base. They have plenty of supporting talent that if they want to, they will. And I think it's also one of those situations, much like Carlos Correa, but from a team level where they got to feel it out. Yeah. Well, and one thing, too, is that they already have, I mean, they have Brandon Crawford, who's 34. If they're going to want to pay anybody, I'm sure they're going to want to pay him. They already extended him during the season. Did they? That's, oh, that's yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in the process of looking up his uh, looking up his salary because I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but I do remember, that's right, now that you mentioned, I do remember them extending him. And uh, they have him through. I want to say it was twenty twenty three, but they're only paying two him year, fifteen a year. Two year thirty two mil. Yeah, they're only yeah they're only paying him about fifteen to sixteen mil a year. Um, so I mean that's not outrageous, but mm-hmm. I I don't know, I could see them being like we're having success with what we're doing. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like they probably feel like the, their core is sufficient. And they and basically what I feel like it is is they don't feel like they need to bring in a, fla- a flashy free agent that they could uh, that they could trade for somebody, trade for an impact player at the trade deadline and not put out the nine-figure deal during free agency because it's kind of what they did with Chris Bryant. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, and that's what I was going to say. I don't think they – I think you're right. I don't think they need to do it. I don't think there's a want or desire to do it. And if they don't, they have pitching, they have the pitching. They have, you know, at, they have a great pitching yeah. system headed by, um, um, well, they don't have Gosman anymore, but, you know, they have Dave Sclafani, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood. They have mm-hmm. guys, they have the team, they still have the same manager, you know, they still have the same. They still have their the same place. core. I feel like, I feel like they're pretty well set. They're be, They're going to be all right. They do, Maybe need a little bit of youth in there because I'm looking at their roster from last year, and Steven Duggar was their oh, youngest player at 27. Old. They're yeah, a they're bunch of old, old dudes. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the money is well spent at replenishing the rotation. I say that, and I'm older than I'm the only guy who on that roster who's my age is Evan Longoria. Everybody else is younger. Than me. <laughs> I forgot about Evan Longoria. He used to be so good. He did, and he didn't have a bad year. He didn't have a bad year. He. 833 OPS, but yeah, I, I mean, it's not an Evan Longoria year of, of even five years ago. So, no, and I think they I go, know. no, I think that the 
Giants are better spending their money on like a Carlos Rodon or Tyler yeah. Anderson or a um um that one St. Louis pitcher um uh Hungway Kim. Okay. Who's like really freaking good and would fit their system really well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it'll be something that's interesting to keep track of, though. I mean, it's like, I, I don't remember I talked about this with you, but it was actually we were talking about earlier today about how they were talking all that trash on Chris Bryant, you know, saying that he's not his swing's not going to age well and he's got a below average glove. And I maintain that this is like a guy who broke up with a girl who's a nine trying to convince himself that she's a six. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. You know, no, just, I to, remember, yeah. just to make himself feel better. But at the same time, are they trying to drive down the market for Chris Bryant? I don't think they will because of who his agent is and because of what yeah. everybody else has seen and who wants him. Yeah, so. and we've seen him play eight or seven positions on the field. No, yeah. eight. No, seven, seven, seven. I think seven. Um, we haven't seen him pitch yet. We probably will at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him pitch at some point, but we saw Anthony Rizzo pitch. But anyway, so over the last couple of years, we have seen uh, some realignment in minor league baseball, some major changes, some teams that were basically were dropped from the minor league system, some teams that were brought in and adapted. Uh, I, I always talk about the St. Paul Saints, and you've got the Sugarland Skeeters who were brought in from independent ball to be a minor league baseball affiliate. Mm-hmm. Well, four teams that used to be affiliated with minor league baseball are suing Major League Baseball because they were dropped. We had the Staten Island Yankees, the Tri-City Valley Cats, the Norwich Sea Unicorns, fantastic name, by the way, and the Salem-Kaiser Volcanoes. Jewel, my question for you, do these teams have a legitimate gripe with Major League Baseball? I think they they do and they don't. You know, I think that... Everyone kind of, I mean, they kind of knew it was coming, so they had the chance to, you know, realign. They've had a chance to, you know, plead their case, negotiate. I mean, there's a reason that the St. Paul, um, St. Paul team got picked up. The Saints Mm -hmm. got picked up. I mean, because they're geographically like convenient for their their teams, which is a big part of what you know, 2020 made them do. It made them think, okay, I need to get more geographically in line, which is, it doesn't make sense why the Mariners haven't still have a team down in, you know, double A Arkansas, Arkansas, right? Yeah. When Weird. They I don't know. Could, they could buy out the um, Tri-City Washington Dust Devils who belong to the Angels. Like, there's there's still room for teams to you know buy out other teams and whatnot, but um, I think geographically, like these teams really didn't make sense to anyone to keep. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to. And like we talked to guys with the Pioneer League earlier this year, and um, and they they weren't necessarily blindsided by it from what it sounded like, you know, like and they were they were low level rookie. I I think that any anybody who was a rookie league was like, yeah, we're, we don't stand a chance, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all going to, we're all going to go away. And they saw it as a glass, a glass half full kind of situation. They were able to go in and do their own thing. They've done away with extra innings completely. Yeah. Like they've, they're changing the game of baseball in a way that they feel like is more profitable to them and their teams so that they can obviously, so they can run a, but also so they can kind of have forward thinking with baseball. I mean, Forward thinking baseball, I think the first thing we think of is is the Savannah Bananas with banana base with banana ball, right? <laughs> Where you win an inning or whatever, you win five or something like that. Um, and so these, I feel like these are teams that felt like they were blindsided by it, but in really out in reality, the writing was that change. The writing was on the wall, though. You know, yeah, like, no, it was. It's like and okay, you know, the, the Staten Island Yankees, the Staten Island Yankees, they still get to use the Yankees name from what it seems like. The Yankees yeah. haven't been like, you're no longer affiliated with us. We take the name with us. You know, that doesn't seem like that's something that has happened, that they've managed to keep that team name and they're fine, which goes a long way toward branding for them, which yeah, is no, a really exactly. important piece. If they lost, if they had to lose that name too, I could feel like they had a little bit more of a gripe. But 
the only thing that's changing is the pipeline money that's coming in for Major League Baseball, but they've got a business, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, just, I mean, it's kind of similar. Like, the Savannah Bananas kind of make you think of, like, arena football. Yeah. Where it's, like, <laughs> a little bit. Or, like, kind of like the Globetrotters a little bit, where it's just, like, well, Globetrotters are more entertainment, but, like, more like the arena football, where it's, like, well, the bananas are, too. I mean, it's, it's collegiate. It's collegiate wood bad. It's entertainment. It's it's not. They're not playing for anything, really. No. They're just you know, playing to getting some reps. Get some reps, make money, and maybe one of them. You know, shows hits eight hundred and gets a shot. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I I don't feel like any of these teams have a legitimate gripe with it though. That it's like no. the writing was on the wall. You had time to prepare, and Major League Baseball was like they probably sent a memo that they didn't check their mail that day or something like that. You know, <laughs> or ended up in their junk. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was interesting, and it is definitely something that we're going to keep track of though. That we're going to follow because um, there was. Uh, wind, I don't even know if wind, but whisperings of this about a year or so ago that these teams, that some teams were going to try to file a lawsuit against Major League Baseball. So, like I said, we'll keep an eye on it and have an update for you as they come in. Now, just because the CBA, there isn't, or sorry, there is no CBA, so there's no baseball, doesn't mean that teams can't hire managers because they're not part of the Players Association. The Mets finally hired a manager and they hired Mr. Buck Showalter. Overall, good hires. I mean, kind of said it wasn't me. I didn't even get an interview. Um, <laughs> How dare tried. they? I know, exactly. I was just kind of flabbergasted. Um, but, no, it was. it's exactly who the players wanted. The players got a manager that they wanted. Scherzer, this is who he wanted. Um if you're paying some guy $40 million, you're going to listen to who he wants coming in to manage the team. Um, no, I think Showalter is a great fit. I think put this level of talent in front of him, he can put a winning team together. So, Well, and if you go back to the 90s and you look at the Showalter track record, all they have to do is keep him around for a few years. And then if, he, if they don't get to the World Series or get results from him, they fire him, then they'll get to the World Series the next year. Yeah. Isn't that how that works? Basically, yeah, right? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I think it's a good fit though. Um he does a great job everywhere he goes. Um guys seem to like him. And the thing that's funny is that like he's an old school guy, you know, and a lot of old school guys seem to have trouble in baseball right now. But at the same time, he seems like somebody who could kind of be a hybrid, right? And be like and be like, kind of like a little. I have a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if Tony Larusa would be a, a hybrid because he just seems like a Mattingly? crotchety old man. Mattingly, yes, I could see him being more of a Mattingly. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, all around good hire. The A's today made their hire. They hired uh, Matt I'm or Mark. Fired up Mark about Katze. it. Are you absolutely so, fired up so, about it? I thought it was cool they hired internally because he this last year he was the, the third base coach, but previously he has been the bench coach. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, those guys have a little bit more of a role uh, than, I guess, the third base coach, and uh, and so he kind of see he's kind of seen what needs to happen there. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a good hire though. Hire internally a guy who knows knows what you're doing, knows what you're working with, right? Yep, and a guy who was a fan favorite in Oakland for the prime of his career as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he spent 2004, 5, 6, 7. Well, they, in those Oakland. were good years. Those were good years for the A's. Yep, he was an MVP candidate in 2004. You know, he put together some great seasons. He, mm-hmm. you know, was overall, you know, he. Best season was in Oakland in 2005 of his career. Like, he was a fan favorite there. Um, yeah. Just there, I love it. A former player, you know, internal to replace, you know, honestly, Bob one Melvin of the after... best managers of all time in Bob Melvin with what he did. You think he's really that high so up years. of all I, time? He's up there. He's up there. I mean, the things he did with the Oakland A's team. 
for years after years, 2012, 13, 14, those improbable yeah. playoff runs. He was there. I mean, I, I give him, I give him the status of, a, I give him the status of a great manager. But I don't know if I put him up there with all time, <laughs> I don't just know. because I of what he did, and did or didn't do in Seattle. But no, I like Bob Melvin though, and for them to bring in Conte to replace him, I think it's a good move. I think they're going to do well with him there. I think it'll be a great fit. Uh, he understands the culture as a player and as a, a coach on the staff, and I think he'll he'll be able to continue to implement what they want to do there into the clubhouse. And I think he'll immediately have the trust of the players. I think they're going to love him there. And I think they're going to play hard for him. Um, Regardless of whether they keep the band together, they break it up. I don't know, but anyway, I think it's great. I think it's great. And no matter what, I think it's smart for Bean to keep a guy in who knows the system, Mm -hmm. who understands kind of the goals and the philosophies and can, you know, keep it going. Cause Bean's going to be out in the next couple of years because he's invested in that Boston ownership group that has, you know, major stakes and all over the place. And right now he's kind of not really taking a huge role. They want him to take a big role, but at the same time he would have to leave the A's and he doesn't really want to do that. So um, I think it's just one of those things that Kotze could be lining up to be more. This is just his next step. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's a great spot for him. But with that, let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we're going to get into our wish lists for Baseball Santa. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Just put it on. No, I told you I don't want to. It'll be fine. No, Brig. I don't want to get punched in the face. It's way more fun than you think, I promise. You're the crazy one, not me. It's Venom. It's the best. You'll be fine. I don't care how good the equipment is. You're always saying how important content is. It'll be good content for YouTube and TikTok. I'm not going to let you punch me in the face. Do it for the gram. Briggs says they have to read this. Whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. Just be careful who finds your stuff. It might say more about your friends than it does about you. Welcome back, baseball family, to the Baseball Together podcast, where this week we have one of my favorite segments. This is one of my favorite things that we do all year, Jewel. I love Baseball Santa. It's I look forward to it all year long. Although, I will say this. doing it with you. I don't prepare all year long. I just look forward to okay. doing it. I don't prepare. I did not. I prepared this last night at about 1 in the morning. Very good. I, I look After forward to I it because I know that. Other content. <laughs> I look forward to it because I know that a lot of things I do at one in the morning, uh, not good, not good content. But I'm sure it'll be great content, Jewel. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> wow, you don't want to know how many of my blog pieces have been written at one a.m. <laughs> That's awesome. I that there's a certain point. Great. So like real quick. So I I worked overnight uh, throwing freight for a grocery store when I was an intern for the Orem Owls, the uh, the Angels rookie league team. Oh no way. And when I first started the blog, I worked at Walmart as an overnight assistant manager. There you go. So yeah, you know how it works. Um, yeah. so I'm sure this story is going to be relatable. So I I was getting ready to start a podcast cuz I was in college and I was doing um I was getting ready to start a podcast for the sports section for the news for the student newspaper. And so I spent a lot of nights thinking about what I wanted to do. I basically storyboarded the entire season, how I wanted to do it all. And I would come up with ideas and it was usually about two o'clock in the morning when I was starting to get tired. Uh, and I would, I would come up with ideas. And then the next morning on my way home to kind of keep myself awake, I'd hash, hash out those ideas that I came up with the night before. And I could always tell when I came up with an idea at two o'clock in the morning, cause it was terrible. Just a horrible idea. And so I'd start calling those 2 a.m. ideas. And then I recently changed those to Costanzas, just because George Costanza never has a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah, so, it's like the famous yeah. saying, saying from How I Met Your Mother, nothing good ever happens at two, after 2 a.m. 
exactly. That's exactly right. That's right. So 2 a.m. ideas, and that's why I say that, is that as I've gotten older, it's gotten to be closer to 1 and midnight. But anyway. All right. So, Jewel, do you want to lead us off with your first wish list, wish list item for Baseball Santa? Okay. These are in no particular order for mine. They're just okay. the order that they came to me in. Um, my okay. first wish list item for Baseball Santa is the Seattle Mariners land either – <laughs> land either Chris Bryant or Seiya Suzuki, preferably Ooh. Seiya Suzuki, so that we can keep the legacy of Suzuki's in Seattle strong. Very good. I like that. And I would actually like to see either one of those guys, if not both of them, come to Seattle. Seiya Suzuki, I am like pumped for that guy. And I saw something yesterday that said that the Mariners have entered the sweepstakes for Seiya Suzuki. I'm like, dude, where have you been? Right. Like, been in this thing the entire time. For anybody to I, say that they're just now showing interest in him no, has not been, been paying attention. No. And yeah. obviously, you know, we talked about this last week, just how much Japanese players have a connection with Seattle and how much, like, mm-hmm. I mean, because there's an ownership stake in Nintendo, there's you know, just the culture, the West Coast. Geographically. Geographically, it all makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. it all just makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it's a great, I think it would be a great situation for him. And I think that's part of the reason Otani was was looking at Seattle too. And why Kikuchi came. Yeah, it was, you know, it was Otani's second choice. I'm pretty sure Tanaka, it was a top three. I'm pretty sure that, you know, obviously Kikuchi, Iwakuma. um, Iwakuma, yeah. Had Hasan- Kenji Jojima as well. Kenji Jojima, um, Kazuhiro Sasaki. Yes, um, Kaz. Ichiro. Oh my gosh, I forget about him somehow. Like, how there's just been so many great players come to Seattle from Japan. Like, it's been a place where so many of them have thrived and had great careers. Mm-hmm. Iwakuma was a top three in the Cy Young. Kikuchi, it never it clicked at moments. I just think that. We saw flashes. We saw the first half of the 2021 season. We were like, yes, he's here. And then he went back to the five-man rotation, and it was just too much for him. Yeah, I just think but, the talent, the talent's there. It just hasn't been able to been put together. Um, yeah, and maybe the yeah I would like to there. see him do well somewhere else. But, yeah, but yeah no, it, it's a perfect fit for him. I'd love to see yeah. him come to Seattle. It'd be awesome. All right. What, Brad, okay. what are you asking Baseball Santa for first? And for, first? Okay. Uh, as you said, in no particular order, the first thing – that I'm going to put on my list for baseball Santa is I want, I just want a new CBA jewel. I just want a new CBA. I don't care what's in it. I don't care what isn't in it. I just wanted to get done. Just get it done. So there can be baseball because like I said, like I said earlier, I'm a little more optimistic now than what I was even a week ago. Right. And so I feel like there's going to be a deal done, but that's, that's just top of my list. Baseball Santa, please bring a new CBA. That's all I ask for. All right. After that, what are you asking for? Um, The next thing on my list um, from Baseball Santa, I want (laughs) – that's one of the most proud things that I've ever made. Of all my projects I've ever done in my life, I'm most proud of Baseball Santa graphic. For those of you not watching on YouTube, there is a a fun graphic. Anyway – I want a healthy meniscus for Kyle Lewis. Ooh, yeah. Because that knee injury has been ugly and lingering since. How about just two healthy mm. knees for Kyle Lewis? Oh, man. I just, I don't even like, I just want the meniscus because we saw what a bad meniscus can do to a guy with Brandon Roy with the Blazers, oh, right? Yeah. And I worry about that with Kyle Lewis. I know that it's not the same amount of punishment. Uh, yeah. for a, a baseball player, especially for a guy who the DH is an option for, because he'd be a great DH. He would he be would an be absolute amazing DH. Player. He would be fantastic. But I also want him in the outfield because he's a really good center fielder. Yeah, like, no, he's a great center fielder. A really good center fielder. So and if he's got a healthy Suzuki. meniscus, if he's got a healthy meniscus, um, we've got 10 more years of an outstanding center fielder who can field and hit. And you know who else is a really good center fielder? Jared Kalanick. Can also he's not play as good, mean, though. I don't feel like he's as good, though. He can play a mean center field, though. He's got I, the, I would he's rather got, have him. I'd rather have him range. in a corner out. 
in a corner though. No, uh, but you know, I think you're right. I think you're right. Give him an entire off season of getting used to center field, an entire spring training getting used to center field. I think he could be better than what he was last year. I, I think, think he would be better in center than than he does in left. You think, I think so? He's out of position on left. He's out of position. His natural position is center. Is College, that? he was a center fielder. In Mets, he was with the Mets. He was a center fielder. Yeah. He's always been a center fielder. And then we moved him. Well, to it's left, funny because that's been part of it. I always thought he was so short. That's why I saw him as a left fielder. Like, the dude's 6'3". Dude's huge. <laughs> he's enormous. <laughs> he's a <laughs> he big guy. I think it's because he's just stocky. <laughs> but, he's so yeah, stocky. No, he can fly. He's got the range. I was just always worried about him, like, seeing the ball off the bat at the big league level, and that was the issue that I had with him last year. But, and Kyle and Lewis is 6'4". Yes. And he chokes up on his bat. I don't understand that. I don't know why that dude chokes up on his back because he's losing leverage on it. But yeah, anyway, right, six one. oh, is he six one? Either way, he's six he's one. A, he's decently big. He's really stocky, and that's why I always felt like he was like five ten. I always felt like he Makes was my sense. height until I looked it up. But anyway, all right, Jewel, what do you have next right, for baseball? My Santa? next wish for baseball Santa is do 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 that baseball Santa brings the Seattle Mariners. A 2022 playoff spot follow going into their all-star hosting 2023 season, which then leads them to the 2023 World Series. Boom. And a title. And a title. I've been saying it, Jewel. I've been saying it. The Mariners in 2023, they're going to win it all. I don't even think it's going to take Baseball Santa for them to win it. But I think it helps. It certainly helps. Baseball Santa might need to help them in 2022 make the playoffs so that they can get there at least. Maybe, yeah. Just get in the door. Just get your foot in the door. I'm a firm believer exactly. in getting your foot in the door in the playoffs, Once especially with there. the wild card. Like, oh, just got to get there and make the appearance. And got to get that monkey off their back, too. That's another thing. Is like I understand it's not the player. Like, the current players, it's not their drought. Right? Mitch Hanniger mm-hmm. talked about that. Like, it's not our drought. But we own the team, so we still own the drought. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think having a guy like Robbie Ray, if they get into that wild card spot – Tight yeah. pants and all. He's got his tight pants on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So my, my third Excellent. wish for baseball. Okay, go ahead. Now, Let's do your third one, one, then we'll take a break. This one, you guys are going to be a little bit surprised. You might be surprised. I want baseball Santa. And this is kind of a another 2023 wish. I want okay. baseball Santa to have these three teams win their divisions. The Mariners. The Tigers and the Orioles <laughs> in 2023 win at their respective divisions. They each have Buco's amounts of young talent, mixing with some veteran talent. Obviously, the Orioles are a little far, far off, but we can, we've mm-hmm. seen how quick a couple guys, a couple calls, you know, guys yeah. like Cedric Mullins. The problem is, is that. I think I read a couple weeks ago that the Orioles were already shopping Cedric Mullins. Oh, yeah, they're shopping Cedric Mullins and John Means. Like, what are you doing? That's the, that's the only thing that I don't – that's, like, the only reason I don't see them winning their division ever is because they are they have these top-tier guys, and they're already like, yeah, let's get rid of them. Get yeah. more farmhands. Like, no, you don't need more guys. You don't need more prospects. You have your guys they to were build around. They were one of the teams in last, this last year in spring training. They had, like – one of the highest amount of players in camp. Them, the Royals, and I think the Tigers were like three of the teams that had like, no joke, like 60, 70 dudes in camp. Like, it was insane how many guys they had. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we have a few more things for uh, Baseball Santa to put on our lists. Hey, Brad. Can I admit something kind of ridiculous? Yeah, man. I have a Neil Diamond song stuck in my head. I did not see that coming. Well, me neither. Have you been to a drive game recently? Tell me it's Sweet Caroline. Yeah, it's not. It's Song Sung Blue. <laughs> I have to admit I've never even heard of that song. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Dude, you gotta get out more. I think you need a vacation. You're probably right. Did you know that you can get great deals on airfare, hotels, and rental cars by using Booking.com? 
They have killer prices all in one place. I booked with them when I came out to South Carolina to visit you. Cool. The best part is, every time you use our link, not only do you get great deals on travel arrangements, but you also support the Baseball Together podcast. Maybe I do need to get out more. We all know you need to. Even our listeners know, bud. Well, where should I go? I don't know. I hear Phoenix is nice this time of year. Click on the link in the description to get out of the house and support the Baseball Together podcast all at once. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. We are doing our wish list for Baseball Santa. Jewel has shared three items off of his list. I have shared two. I have three more items. Do you have two more, Jewel? I have two more. Two more. Okay. I, w- I don't, wasn't sure if we really talked about how many we had. So I think we had mentioned five, but I don't think we set hard on five. So here we go. I don't think All we right. did. I have, I have something here for Baseball Santa. Um, this is a little bit... Um, Against the grain. I'm going to be honest with you, Jewel. I want the Yankees huh? to sign Carlos Correa for 13 years, $425 million. So badly. This is the deal that I want for Carlos Correa. You know why, Jewel? I don't. Please. Because it please handcuffs the Yankees to Carlos Correa for almost a decade and a half. It pays him a whole lot of money. So they are right at that, le- that luxury threshold every single year. So, so what, they can what's pay the for deal guys. again? You said 425. 425 over 13. Over 13. So give him almost the Mike Trout deal. 32 million. I mean, that's. I think that's what he's looking for, to be honest with you. I think that's part of the reason he turned down that that Tigers deal. I mean, I think the AJ Hinch thing makes sense, but I think he wants a whole boatload of money, and Scott Boris is going to try to get it for him. I mean, if any agent can get it from the Yankees, I mean. He can get it for a guy, for for a team that's he's, it's bidding against itself. I mean, <laughs> but no, I want him to get it. I want him to get it because it's going to handcuff the Yankees. They're going to oh, be yeah. locked down to Carlos Correa for almost a decade and a half. They're going to be paying him a whole bunch of money. <laughs> Nobody's going to take that contract off their hands. And nope. they're just dumb enough to do it. They Honestly. are. Cashman is like, dumb enough. Like, I mean, he's I, signing I, Aaron the Boone. Mets, the Mets, maybe. The Mets, maybe, would do it. And you know, but I just they wouldn't have as much of an impact on baseball. That I could feel like I feel like the Yankees would be like, we need to make a splashy deal. This is the one we do. This is the one, and they get it done. And we're just like, that's fine. Like you can have Correa wreak havoc on the AL East for the next ten years. I'm fine. But, but good luck having him single handedly wreak havoc on a team that has on the Boston Red Sox. You have some high quality talent at multiple positions, or you've got the Blue, you've got the Blue Jays who, who are outstanding, immaculate talent all around. Yes, exactly, and. You know, you've got Aaron Judge, who we talked about. Like they, they're going to pay him if, it, but the guy doesn't stay healthy. I like Aaron Judge a lot, but I just wish for his sake and for Briggs' sake that Aaron Judge would stay healthy. You've got Stanton, who doesn't stay healthy, strikes out way too much. Um, you got a lot of question marks on that pitching staff, besides Garrett Cole, obviously. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that it would necessarily be a good thing for them, but. Good for the dude if he gets the bag. I mean, that would be just... I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would just blow my mind. It's something I would love to see. It would be fun. It'd be fun for baseball, that's for sure. It'd make good content. <laughs> I bet Briggs would love it. <laughs> I honestly, though, like as a Mariners fan, if he came to the Mariners for that, I'd be fine. Like, like we've got our shortstop or our third baseman, whoever, you know. But at the same time, like, the problem with the Yankees is they have enough money tied up in other guys that... It would be a it would be a problem for them is the thing. yeah so that's my <laughs> against the grain uh, baseball I like Santa it. wish I like it what are you going with number four what's your fourth wish you go ahead go ahead with your fourth go ahead I'll with your go next for 
Okay, so this one is just kind of a feel-good wish that I just kind of want to see happen because I think it makes sense for, like, the landing spot. I think it makes sense for the player. I think it makes sense for the organization. And I think it makes sense for the pieces they have there. I want the Cardinals to re-sign Albert Pujols to a one-year deal. Oh, I've been doing one together. Put the deal back, put the band back together for one more season. Give them a run at the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is a two-part wish. He re-signs with the Cardinals and they make the playoffs. There you go. And they just it's just a, the feeliest feel-good story of all time between Molina, Yachty, and Wainwright getting a chance to all go out together, you know, and after the wild card round. Because there's, there's are not topping the Brewers with that pitching staff. No, <laughs> no. no one's topping the Brewers with their pitching. It's it's impossible. Um, they'll win games with pitching alone. But once they make that wild card, I mean, they're there. It's going to be like the biggest game ever. It's going to be great. Like movie. Basically, no. It's like going to be a movie. It's like oh, well, Pujols is back. They got Yachty, Wainwright. Yeah. You know, they fought with a new manager and made the playoffs. And I don't know. I think it would just the landing spot makes sense and the feel good, the narrative. I think it all just is there for the Cardinals. You saw the ovation he got when he played for the Dodgers and he went Mm -hmm. back there for the first time in forever. Yeah, you're right. He's loved. They love him. They love their. Yeah. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were gonna say a one day contract so he could retire as a as a cardinal. I was like, yeah, there you go, that's the spirit. But no, I think a one year deal does make sense for him with the with the Cardinals. Go out, go out at home, because yeah, that's where his legacy is. He's gonna go into the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. So I think it's yep. a great one. All right, go ahead with your your final one here, Jewel. You got one more? My final one. Well, do you have four? Or do you have five? I'll go ahead with four. I'll go ahead with my next one because I'm I'm honestly like a little bit anxious to do this one. So this is kind of a follow up to my third, right? Okay. So I talked about how I want Carlos Correa to go to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I want him to do as a Yankee is to speak with the media and spill the beans on the entire sign stealing scandal the whole thing every last gory detail and just burn it to the ground i think that's what if I want anyone to do. does it if anyone does it it's gonna be correa yep because that dude loves to talk he loves he the loves sound of his talk, own voice he loves the attention mm-hmm. and he would i think the yankees would probably not be opposed to him doing it because it Ex- it, it vindicates them, them. Yeah, exactly. Them, it's like, it's it like, might be part of what we got your guy and we exposed you. Exactly. And I feel like it would, I mean, he would have immediate cred in the clubhouse. They oh, would, yeah. For him to be the guy to be like, look, this is what happened. This is how we did it. These are the guys who did it. Yes, there was a buzzer involved and these four guys wore them, whatever. You know, like, was I involved? Yes. Did I wear a buzzer? Yes. But so did all these other guys. Right, yeah. and all the Yankees would be like, "Thank you for finally being honest with us. Come yeah. play with us. Let's go lose." And I think, LDS. yeah, and I think that's like the forgiveness and like the streak that he wants to take because he doesn't want to go play with the Tigers. He doesn't want to resign with Houston. He wants to be mm-hmm. far, far away. I mean, New York. No better way to get rid of that stink than to get rid of it yourself. Exactly, and no better way to like clear your name and look like the hero. Yeah. Absolutely. That put that put the true asterisk next to a World Series ring that you have that you have one of. Mm-hmm. And then he can go and he can try to win win one valid, right? Win one. Clear. Yeah, and I think I think with that roster he can win one with that team. Yeah. Like I think that Yankees team wins one with Korea if he signs that Albatross contract. Yeah, and I think it would probably have to be 2022 if they're going to do it. Yeah, they'd have to go all in. Yeah, but anyway, so that's that's my fourth. That's my fourth baseball Santa wish. What's your last baseball Santa wish? 
Or I guess your wish baseball, for Baseball Santa. My last wish for Baseball Santa is for Bryce Harper and Christian Yelich to get some help. These are two top-level talents in the outfield. Like, these guys are up there with, they're not quite Mike Trout, but, you know, Bryce Harper, top five player, top five, six, seven player of the last decade. He's a, top, he's a top three or four player in the NL every year. Yeah, he's a top player in the NL, you know, two-time MVP, several seasons between his two MVPs. You know, Christian Yelich, also an MVP, you know, also got a big, huge money deal. Um, Uber-talented. Both these guys are just, you know, honestly, you take all Christian Yelich doesn't need to get back to helping himself, though. I'll be honest with you. He does. I agree. I've been a little disappointed with his play because he has not been the guy we all saw. And we all wanted him to be because I really like Christian Yelich. I want him to do well. I want him to be successful. But he's got to be. He's got to get back to himself before he can even ask for anybody to get any help. Yeah. Him, though. And he just needs to stay healthy. Honestly, his thing is health. Yeah. That's he true, just, and that's probably a big part of it. He can't stay healthy. I mean, he's played. He played 117 games in 2021. Well, he played almost all of 2020, but 130, 147. Like he's not playing full seasons because he's hurt. Yeah. So, but no, that's my last wish is for to get Christian Yelich and uh, Bryce Harper some help. Get these guys a legit number two. You know, Mike Trout probably going to come back and have a great season with Otani. I'm sure he will. Two. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's actually. Need... Do you mind if I transition? Because that's a perfect transition. Yeah. For my fifth one. Okay. So my fifth one, uh, like I said, has to do with the Angels. And something that I want to happen with the Angels this year is I want the Angels to stink, just be so bad like they have been, right? Because pitching is, mm-hmm. is an issue. But anyway, I want them to have a fire sale at the trade deadline because those guys on that team are so good. Trout, Otani, Rendon. Uh, now you've got Noah Syndergaard, like we've talked about. Who, what's that? Walsh. Walsh, Walsh, yes. Walsh is a stud. Yeah. And granted, like, Noah Syndergaard has only pitched two innings in the last two years, right? I st- I'm still a big fan of Noah Syndergaard. Oh, I yeah. Would I would love to have him both the... in Seattle. Yeah, no, he would be great. And, you know, one-year deals kind of suggest that, A, we're not, not sure about you, and, B, if you prove it enough and we're not in it, then – we can trade you, trade you, cut our losses easily. Yeah, he is an easy piece to trade. And honestly, if the Angels came out and they said Mike Trout is available, you've got twenty nine teams lining up to give three of their best players for him because what he does, what his output is, much higher than ninety nine percent of the league. So I'd be willing to trade anybody the Angels want for Mike Trout, to be honest with you. Same thing just about with Otani. Yeah, Trout has nine years left on his deal. He's only 30. Dude's only 30. And to put this in context, at 30 years old, he has 10 years of MLB service. He's a nine-times All-Star and an eight-times Silver Slugger. And how many MVPs does he have? Um, Three MVPs. he's He's been top five. He's been top five every year, hasn't he? I mean, I'm he sure he would have gotten MVP votes last year, even without playing. His rookie year, he was second. His second year, he was second. He was. These are his finishes over his career: two, two, one, two, one, four, two, one, five. Then the injury yeah. riddled 2021. Yeah, like he's he's the type of guy who, if he's not winning it, he's close to winning it you know and i i would somehow love to have he didn't like that on my team. win it in 27 somehow he didn't win a silver slugger in 2017 uh probably because he only hit 70 had 72 rbis but oh uh, he probably he, i think he missed some time that year didn't he he played in 114 games so yeah i missed he missed yeah i feel like missing 30 games or whatever like that's going to be enough especially in the outfield right now because yeah. mookie betts was still in the al at that point and so you've that's got true. him and and yeah, but anyway, no, I, if the angels have a fire sale, man, 
the Mariners need to line up. Who you got? Who do you want? Right? From the Angels? Yeah. I want Otani. Like, well, obviously. And I'm telling you, man, if they're willing, if they're like to the point where like, sorry, Mike Trout, it's not working out because we just can't figure out how to put together a winning team. Let's uh, go ahead and let you go to somewhere that's, that's going to win. They, and that's what they need to do. Um, honestly, like that's like the right thing to do. It is. Like Even though, Trout. I mean, this is the thing though, is they brought in Joe, they brought in Joe Madden because they're like, we want to win, right? Like the angels have had a taste of that world series. They won it. in what was it? Oh, two. They won it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's still pretty fresh. I mean, I get, you know, it's getting to be 20 years, but 20 years here in Phoenix still felt pretty recent based on everything I saw. I mean, when I went to the stadium, they had exhibits and stuff like that from that season. It's like that mm-hmm. stuff that still felt pretty fresh. As far as baseball goes, 20 years is not that big of a deal. So in Anaheim, that's still fresh. Like they still want to win and they still want to restore yeah. that, that spirit to the angels. And so they brought in Joe Madden to help with it. The problem is, is that I don't, it feels like they just don't know how to put together a winning pitching staff because that's the problem they've had for so many years. Those guys come up to Seattle and they just rake, but then they lose games because their pitching staff and their, their, their bullpen just gives up runs late in the game. And they just paid a bunch of money to, um, Rysel Iglesias. Yes, they did. A ton of money, which I mean, is well justified. He's really, really, really good. Yeah, but one guy does not a pitching staff make. No, right. and he only pitches in the ninth inning when you have a lead. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a bullpen that can't hold your lead, he's never going to get out there. No. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I would like to see the Angels have a, a fire sale at the trade deadlines just so that some of those guys can get out there and have a chance to win and probably come to Seattle and win because it feels weird to say that, but all of a sudden yeah, I'm like no, really confident I mean, in this team this year. Their, their team ERA, the Angels, was 4.69. With a 4.25 FIP, like you don't win a lot of games when you're averaging four runs a game. Yeah, you just you can't win. You can't even with that offense. Like they have they have a pretty good offense. Even with that offense, they're not going to win a lot of games. Yeah, I mean even without Trout, you still have Otani. You know, winning an MVP. Mm-hmm. Rendon was hurt last year, but then you got Walsh who stepped up and had a great year. Jared Walsh yeah. had an outstanding year last year. And now you put so. Otani, Trout, Walsh, and Rendon healthy on the field together. Get that team pitching staff, and they could win the AL West. Yeah, and honestly, I think it might be smart for the Angels. I'm pretty sure I talked about this last year, too, on my blog. It's just like, I think it's time to move Trout to the corner. You think so? I think it's time to move Trout to a corner just to help him stay healthy, give him less ground to cover, yeah. save his legs. Put Joe Adele in center field. You have Joe Adele. Yeah. Let him, yeah, that's let true. And he's, and he's proven to be. Run. He's proven to be more of the player they thought he was going to be because he had a terrible debut. Like he was yeah, terrible oh, in twenty twenty, was... but he was good in twenty twenty one. So yeah, I, I could see him in center field. That's the thing. that's funny though is like being down in the minor leagues, like the low minor leagues with the Angels. Like we'd see these guys come up, and like some of them were really good. Some of the outfielders. It's like I would hate to be an outfielder or at least a center fielder. With the in the Angels farm system right now because you're just trade bait. But at the same time, that's a great point with with Trout. If you move him to right field, you save those legs and take advantage of the arm, and then you have a younger guy out there playing center field. It could work. It could work out. It could yeah, be, work out really well for him. I think him. it's smart. And even with Trout being hurt last year, this is how bad the Angels were. Trout was hurt last year for majority of the year. He still was the Angels' seventh best player in terms of WAR. <laughs> He only played like like thirty something games, right? Yep, a one point eight WAR, and that that's how big of an impact Mike Trout has on this team. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it's insane. Yeah, it is insane. But anyway, baseball family, if you want to share with us your baseball Santa wishes, uh, drop in the mailbag. Uh, there's a link down in the description. Or there's also a link on baseballtaylor.com up in the navigation. Just click the link and then fill out the form. It'll send us an email and uh, we'll share some of your baseball Santa wishes on the podcast as well if you would like. Uh, or let us know what you think about our wishes. Am I too far against the grain here wanting the Yankees to give all the money to Carlos Correa? Or is that reasonable? I don't know. Let us know. But also, while you're online, don't forget to hop on the shop at 9plusus.com. N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. It is... A little late, 
at this point to get your stuff for Christmas. I do apologize. However, you can always start the new year with a new wardrobe. New year, new you, right? Exactly. You get what I'm saying. So hop on 9plushouse.com. Get yourself something nice tonight. I have my Korean baseball, my KBO nod with the NC Dinos nod. Uh, and then I've also got my baseball together sweatshirt uh, going tonight. So like I said, hop on there and uh, get yourself a nice new shirt for the new year. Jewel, thanks again for filling in for me. I really appreciate you. Of course. And, of course, baseball family, when you're done buying all the great merch, when you're done checking out the podcast, while you're listening to the podcast, now that you're done with it, go over to theballboyblog.com, check it out, read some stuff. I've been talking CBA, mm-hmm. kind of a nice re- refresh um, of the content, some, you know, focus branding um, with some of my partners. Um and it's been a lot of fun. So we got a lot of great pieces coming out. We're going to start kind of doing some fresh outlooks here, probably with the new year, some fresh outlooks for each division. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of fun content coming. Very cool. Excellent. Look forward to it. Jewel does a great job on the ballboyblog.com. So go check it out. But baseball family, thank you again for joining us for Baseball Santa this year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will catch you next week.